Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm Crystal Crawford, and I invite you to a deep exploration of the tools of access consciousness and a totally different way of being. I picked that music. <laughs> it's for me. Hi. Well, we're going to dive into today how can I create the life I've always wanted? And this is a taste of a taste. You are invited to go check out Infinite Being School again. I have changed it. And in this school, which is now my free consciousness membership, we are going to start doing every single week a free taster class. And this week's taster class is called Create the Life You Can't See but you know is possible. So if you go to infinitebeingschool.com, you get signed up, you have instant access to that. And those classes are gonna be live with me for 30 minutes. If you're live, you get to have it and you get to be there and you get to ask your questions. And then the, the recordings are gonna live forever. You have lifetime access to the recordings in Infinite Being School Prime for a very small amount every month. So it's an entirely new universe. Please go check it out and see if that's something that would contribute to you. I have had a number of conversations with people recently, and I am one of those people recently that is actively, that are in a big transition. And I kind of feel like I'm constantly in transition, but I also change things pretty dramatically a lot. And so that could be contributing. So if you guys are watching live, say hi, make a comment, share a thing, put a nude photo, don't do that. Um, so let's, let's dive into this. How can I create the life I've always wanted? I pretty much grew up in middle America in Colorado. My dad had a, I would say a normal job. He worked for Ford Aerospace. He was a software programmer, I believe very smart guy. And my mom was young. She got a degree in music and she taught piano lessons out of our house and had a bunch of babies. So I'm the oldest of five babies. We had a lot of kids in our family. And I say that to say that I was raised by two pretty hippie parents. They were in a North American cult. Uh, and they were, they'd been in there. I mean, I was born into it. So they had a lot of alternative points of view. But in terms of creating the, so that, so, so they had pieces of it, right? And this might be true for you too. They had pieces of like, we're going to be different religiously, which really, if you look at the history of the United States, that's the whole United States was based on, we want freedom of religion. And so they were doing that. They were like, we're going to be free to worship and choose the way we want. And like, none of us kids were vaccinated and I didn't go to a normal school until I was fourth grade and then I was in public school and that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. That's probably another story. But they they were doing the best they could to be as different as they were. But in reality, they were in the same sort of normal system. Uh, my dad actually didn't have a great job until he did. And then when he did, we moved from Midwest, Missouri to Colorado for his job, moved into a beautiful big house and so, so there was pieces of it, but when I look at the, the level of satisfaction or maybe that word, 
in their world, I wouldn't say that they were ever really, I wouldn't say that they'd like unlocked what creates life worth living, you know? And so that's what I learned from. And I want you to look, first of all, in this conversation about like, who did you learn creating your life from? Did you learn it? Um, I wasn't really introduced to the fact that we can create our life until access consciousness. So that was a really new conversation. And when I looked back, I was like, I was really, my mom was grooming me to go get the same degree that she got so that I could be better than she was at the thing she knew how to teach me, which was music. And that was great. But then at 16, I quit that because I was like, I don't want to do what you want me to do. I want to do what I want to do. Well, what do you want to do? Someone would ask me. And I had basically no idea and two general ideas. I basically knew back then that I knew I wanted to, as I was looking at psychology as a degree or music. Music because I've been playing piano like a, an Olympic athlete for like 12 years of my life since I was five till I was 16. And, and psychology just because I found the way that people function very interesting. But when I started to look into the degrees for those things, which is what was required to be able to create the life that I thought I wanted at 16 years old, it, I ended up only taking two university classes and quitting because I, I didn't, that's not the, I didn't want to have to go through all that to get to the thing that I wanted to do. So I took a, so I went, so I veered, right? So I took two classes and then I just lived for like five or six years. During that time, I went to jail. <laughs> I, I was a nanny for three years. I worked in a bunch of restaurants. I got to experience dating. I got to live, move out of the house. Um, and, and, and this is really, I mean, all of us take different pathways, but this is really how life goes. When you're, when you are just starting to experiment with this create thing, first of all, nobody tells you that's what you're doing. Most of the time they tell you that you're doing it wrong. Like you should be on this other path and you're not. So you're wrong. That's what I thought. And then at 25, when I found a little Bible school that I could go to that really resonated with me, it took me like three to six months to really choose it because I didn't have the money to move myself down there. But it was the first in a series of things that started to speak to me outside of this normal thing that everybody was doing that I just couldn't make myself do. So I would say that the, I, I came in with, and maybe you did too, the, the bones to at least bash out of the normal framework into something different but I really didn't have the tools to like get clear on what it is I did want. I had enough courage and enough whatever cojones to, to choose my way and kind of get information in that way. But it really wasn't until access that I started to get the tools to get more conscious and clear about the life I've always wanted and also the energetics that go with it. So, so I carried on with the bashing, right? So I went to Bible school and that was three years of just life transformation. I got so much skill and training and strength and all these great things from that experience. That was transformative. And then I got into marriage land, let's call it. <laughs> and the reason I call the next 10 years of my life marriage land is I was married twice to two people at different times. And, um, and that was a whole Erica. Hey, guys. Um, 
you know, that as anybody who's been married before knows, that's a, that's an entire thing in and of itself. And in that process, I, in trying to create the life that I wanted, I was trying to have a relationship that really I loved and I thought I had it. And then I had no tools <laughs> and we were then in that relationship, trying to create a business because we had decided that a business, if you own a business, it will eventually take care of you. And then we hopped out of the business a year into it and, and went bankrupt. And then that relationship ended and I started a new relationship in an effort to have the life that I always wanted. I wanted a great relationship. I wanted to have thriving family ish life. Um, started another one and we started a business and I got I went back to school and I got recertified as a landscape designer. And then five years later, I was separated um, after two years prior being suicidal because with all of these attempts, I just could not seem to get my life to work. And I really truly was two years before I ended up getting divorced a second time, like late, like we had moved into this big farmhouse and I was outside the house. Everyone else was inside taking an afternoon nap after church. And I was outside on the lawn sobbing. And I was literally planning to go drown myself. I had figured out how to blackout drink. Did you know that's a thing? Wouldn't recommend it. And I was gonna go drink enough to blackout and just drown in the tub. Sobbing, sobbing, sobbing at the end of my motherfucking rope on how the, to be happy. I couldn't get, I just, I could not get my life to work. There was something that interrupted that moment in my world. And I, and I could look at that and really pull that apart. It was a pretty, I'm pretty grateful. <laughs> and it was just enough for the universe to slide in a phone call from someone who said, hey, you should go see this lady that I'm seeing. And it wasn't access at the time, but it was just enough support to get me to access. And um, I saw her for about a year and a half. And then my husband at the time and I split up and I was far away from her and far away from him. And I was all alone and seeking. And that's when access came into my life. And for most of you, access consciousness, your first exposure will come through one of these shows or, you know, a podcast or something. My first exposure was uh, an old friend of mine from Bible school that I refound on Facebook. And she had two words listed access consciousness as her employer. And it was just enough of a combination of factors for me to go, what is that? And so I started Googling. And what I want to insert here at this point in the story is all of these moments that I'm expressing to you throughout my entire life actually were me leading myself forward into creating the life that I always wanted from a deep, dark hole where none of that was available. And I've met a lot of you and I've talked to a lot of you and I would encourage you to look for that in your life as well, because that right there, even though this seems like a simple, like, hey, look at this thing is essential because it turns out that that ability that I've always had actually my whole life to go to get into something like a body and a family and go, uh, 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 not that has led me to what turns out to be that, whatever that is, right? So the not that has led me to the that, and then I'll get into another not that, and then I'll, that will lead me to the that. So, you know, I was chatting with a guy um, in the body class that I did this last weekend about this, how like that really is a part of the process. So it could all of you take a minute 
even just now, and really start to acknowledge that even if you're not where you think you should be or you really want to be with your life, that you are at least in the fray. You're on the bat, you're on the field. And you may not always know how to get the ball to the net, but at least you're on the field. You haven't died and you still here with the body. You're on the field. <laughs> and okay, so so access consciousness. So my introduction to access was just two words. And then my second really experience with it was somebody ran my bars. And that was absolutely life-changing for me. I and and I tell people all the time, look. Bars is 32 points on your head. Somebody's going to lightly touch them for about an hour, hour and a half. And you are, you're either going to feel like you had a great day at the spa and that's that, or your life will change. And, and so mine was of the life changing thing. My life just changed after that one session. So I went back for like four or five more sessions and then took a class, but I still, you know, bars, I still had no idea what it was to create my life. And, and I would, I was newly separated. I had a job that I had obtained, which was pretty, pretty miraculous. <laughs> I had recertified as a landscape designer and we had moved out of this big metropolitan area with lots of jobs to a small area with one landscape designer job. And I got it. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, this is us, right? This is us pulling miracles out of hats where there should not be anything available. And so I had that job, but it turns out this whole idea that I had about working with gardens and being outside turned out to be pretty boring. <laughs> so I've been doing this good job for a while and I could keep it because I was the only one up there and they'd probably let me work there for the next 20 years. And I was just like so bored I could stab my eye out. So I had just, so I was wrapping up the season because landscape design is seasonal and, and found this friend with access consciousness, drove two and a half hours to get my bars run and took five, did five more sessions, kept doing that. And then as this, and then but, but around that time with all of this occurring kind of simultaneously, I was just ready to change my life. And I got accepted to a nutrition school out in BC. I was choosing, I was still choosing, right? I was choosing from the best I could from the menu I saw in front of me without any questions or any tools, just, just a need for my life to be different. And so from choosing all these things and like changing my career from, from waitress to then restaurant owner to then landscape designer to net to what was going to be a nutritionist and a BIE practitioner. That's where I was going. I found bars and that was good. I mean, that was more than good. That saved my life. It didn't. But then after three months after that, I found foundation and foundation is the next class after bars for those of you guys that are new. Um, and it was in foundation. I, I don't remember a lot of how to create your life conversation in foundation, but there's, there were so many conversations in foundation and they were the conversations that allowed me to like acknowledge me in ways that I never had. Like I, I had made myself so wrong for skipping around and trying different things and trying to like figure this out and try this out and see what this is like and try this person and go to jail for eight days and like try that out. And, you know, like, I made myself so wrong for that. I was, I came into foundation believing I was unstable and I was flaky and um, I couldn't be trusted and I couldn't 
be depended on. I was, you know, and so I started to find out that all these things that I had made myself so wrong for weren't wrong. They were just different. I was just different. I did not function in the same way as everybody else. And that in and of itself, and there was so much more, there was four full days of like foundation is so game changing. But that in and of itself, and then going to the back of the manual and finding out that I could become a facilitator of these tools was, I would say, the beginning of a totally different future and why I'm here today. Because there was a series of things that went on with that where I felt, not felt, but it was felt, I was acknowledged, I was empowered, I was gifted this manual and this class to go, you're not fucked up. You're not wrong. You're not unable. In fact, you are more able than you've realized. And, and there's, there's been a lot of people around you doing their best, but doing a lot of judgment of you and you too been judging you a lot, but that doesn't mean that's correct. And let me, we're going to give you some tools to like handle that so that you don't keep drowning yourself under piles and piles of self-judgment. Anybody recognize themselves that there, like where you just are so hard on yourself, you, you, you're killing yourself. No one else has to do it. You don't have to keep doing that. Here's a tool or five, try all of them, right? In any given moment, when you're judging yourself and things feel heavy and hard, try all these things. And we're gonna go into those in the taster classes. And, and on top of that, you're not wrong. And, and don't believe us, you go look at it. And let's look now, not from what other people are saying and why they, they're probably right, because they're saying it, but like what's true and what's light. And so I, saw, I started to get access to me in a way that I never had before. Before I was trying to create my life from the only ideas I could think of in my head. Now your mind, is incredibly powerful, but it's not useful for, for seeking possibilities. It's only useful for card cataloging, referencing things. So I had very, I had a very small world in my head that I could draw ideas from. And, and even then at that point, um, I mean, we had the internet, but I wasn't an avid internet user. So even then, like I wasn't really even using Google or, you know, social media has grown so much in the last 10 years. So it was a very limited menu. So I was doing the best I could with my limited menu, but it was still a limited menu. And when I got to foundation and the tools, the access consciousness goes, you know, you don't have a limited menu, right? And I was like, what? Yeah, you are, you're an infinite being. Now don't believe us, close your eyes, tap into the space just outside your skin and go out and try to find an edge. I couldn't. And they were like, well, okay, so then you, this big, massive, infinite being, are you inside your body or is your body inside of you? I'm like, I'm inside of me. <laughs> like all of this is scrambling my brain, right? And so as an infinite being, would an infinite being be limited? No. Would an infinite being be unable? No. Would an infinite being have you know, one or two choices, or would they have infinite choice and infinite possibilities? And of course, 
I'm a head tripper of magnitude, a recovering head tripper of magnitude. So this is like not just blowing my mind, but also kind of starting to frustrate read me and over I'm getting overwhelmed. I'm like, but how do you pick from an infinite menu of choice? How do you know what to pick? And that was my question, which in truth, and this is this is something we'll dive into also in the taster classes, isn't a question. And I was like, what do you mean? How do I do this? Isn't a question. <laughs> So there was a lot, there was a lot I needed to learn to get access to the, the me that could, and the me that could choose anything. That was like, I got it from a head perspective, like I can choose anything. Yeah. But then how do I know what to choose was always my next question. So I was still very much functioning from, I have to have a basis for choice. How do you choose with no basis? You know, like, are you choosing? I mean, what are you what are you choosing from? Okay, so just choose things. But yeah, but but for what reason and why and how? Well, you can just choose. So this was this this was very very challenging for me in the beginning. But let me sort of break down if I can the basics of what. empowers you to create the life you've always wanted. The first basic is to start to let the information that you might be an infinite being start to let that dismantle your world because it will. It's it, it could make you feel it can make you feel things overwhelmed, like brain struck, like, what does that even mean? You could, you could render that information irrelevant, but here's why I know it's important because if you are finite, if you are actually limited and, and finite and limited are going to use those interchangeably, then you can only do one or two things. And you really probably can't do the things that you want to do. If you're finite and you you don't have access to infinite possibilities in an infinite way that this could show up and you have no access to the universe, you are right. You can only do what's here. But if you are actually an infinite being and you you do have access to an infinite universe and you do have access to infinite choices and infinite possibilities, like things that are infinite things that are actually possible, then you have a whole different reality available to you that you may or may not have chosen yet. So that would be element number one to start getting. But am I an infinite being? Yes. So is it true that I can't or it's true that I can and I just haven't found the way yet? Well, that seems lighter. Yes, I can and I haven't found the way yet. Okay. And so element number two in creating the life you've always wanted is to empower yourself. Now, this to me also always feels like I'm speaking French. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? I just thought of something. I just changed my audio settings right in the middle of this episode. Okay, hold on. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I had an audio moment. 
So I've got this great microphone in front of me, but I keep forgetting to put the StreamYard setting on that actually allows you to have this brilliant sound. So this is for show today. <laughs> okay. You needed, to, you needed to know that. Okay. So, so allow yourself to be empowered. So how many times a day do you like disempower yourself? Now, here are the things that disempower you. Feeling discouraged, feeling overwhelmed, feeling like you want, you have no idea how you're going to do this. All of those heavy feelings that kind of thud you into the back of the couch. Those are the way that you're disempowering yourself. And most of our self-talk is a disempowerment rather than an empowerment. Even this is wild, but like even positivity is a disempowerment. And I know that's crazy, but we're going to go into that in some of the taster classes. Like being positive when you really feel negative is also disempowerment. So true empowerment comes from choosing and really question, true question. And so you start to learn to empower yourself. I was an avid self-disempowerer. I just didn't know that's what I was doing. I thought that making myself wrong or judging myself or beating myself up was par for the course. It's just what it was. It was just the way it is. It's just how it is. I'm just, I am wrong. And so therefore I beat myself up, but it turns out that that's not true. That was a choice I was making in response to what I thought I was, which was wrong, but it wasn't true. So I was constantly having to fight back from the self beating that I would give myself. And so I was, so I was constantly disempowered. Um, I was, I knew that I could create just enough. I knew I could create up to here, but beyond that, I didn't know how it was possible. And I wasn't, I didn't have the tool of, well, what else is possible for creating beyond that? I was in my mind going, well, I can't figure out how to create beyond this. And I would stop there. So you've got to look at the tools that will activate your self-empowered autonomous ability with choosing things. Now, I want to just kind of wrap this up by talking briefly about like, you know, three or three or four years, probably three years into access consciousness, and I had already been a certified facilitator for two years. Um, I had managed to like go to all the classes that I wanted to go to and all of that. Then that I'd also used all my credit to do it and all my money. So by the time I slid back into Vancouver with my hair on fire, I had $500 of credit left to my name. I like, I really, really got down to the bare bones there. And so I was at another point where, where I had created a lot, but I hadn't created the life I wanted. You know, I created a lot of things and it was way greater than before, but I still hadn't created the life I wanted. So then I had to start looking at, well, like, how does this, how does one create a life that actually has money in it and consistent money coming in? And like, what does it take to have that? And long story short, I went on that adventure. I mean, I had some drama, I did some drama in the meantime, because what's a good story without some drama? But I started really looking at like, well, you know, what do I want my life to be like? Well, I want to be able to make money from anywhere. Okay, well, you, what about, what if you could do this online? 
you know, what kind of things could you offer online? What kind of business could you have online? And started creating things. And my, you guys have heard this story before, but like my first online thing made $900 and I was like shocked, but it gave me this information that I could probably do this if I just kept going. So I guess I want to wrap this, this brief conversation up with the first thing you got to know is like, you're never, no matter how far you've gone, there's always more. So just know that wherever you are right now is just where you're starting again. Okay. We all, we're always starting again. Wake up the next, wake up the next day and go, I'm starting again. I'm new. Now what? Um, The second thing is like, look for the tools that allow you to function with more possibilities. Now, one of the greatest tools to empower that in you is question. And two of the questions that are seem like sleeper hits, like basic stuff that you, as you get into access consciousness, you're going to hear a lot of people just flipping around like popcorn are what else is possible here that I haven't considered and how does it get better than this? Now I can tell you 10 years in, those are two of the most advanced questions on the planet because there is always something else possible. There is always something else possible. If you are hitting a ceiling with income, go, well, what else is possible here that I haven't considered? Haven't considered, can't consider because it's not in your mind. You don't have a reference point for going beyond where you've gone so far. You don't have a reference point for the life that you want to create that you can't see because you haven't created it yet. And you don't see it around you because those people are not you and you want something different and you've got a sense of it, but you can't see it and nobody else is doing it. So you don't have a reference point for it. So in a reference pointless world reality, you have to use different tools. And one of the greatest tools to activate the universe contributing and your own creative magic is, well, what else is possible here that I haven't considered? And then the third element is choosing things. Choice, the choice of things creates and it creates awareness and it creates information. It creates. So choosing things. So if you don't know how to start a business, just start because you're going to get information from those actions that you take and those choices that you make. And, and this can go on and on and on. So I want to invite you to the taster class we're having on Wednesday. So I'm now going to do a show on Monday for those of you guys that keep track and are live. And on Wednesday of that same week, we're going to do a taster class around this, this topic where you can be live with me and you can ask questions and then you'll be invited into classes and programs from there. Okay, man. Thank you for this. Thank you for staying and being here. And, you know, make sure you share this with the front, your friends that are going through transitions, like this comment on this so more people can find it. Um, what else is possible that we haven't considered? <laughs> I'll see you on the inside.